0: May the words we speak and the words we hear be your words of life to us, our God. Amen. Well, here we are, the end of Easter. Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, which marks the 50th and final day of Easter, and all that time not in our church. Who'd have thought? Uh, Last week, Patricia came back to the office on Monday and I returned on Tuesday and I have to say it was a strange feeling going back into that church after, well, two months. There it is still with the Lenten purple, no flowers, no white, no decorations for Easter. It remains locked and apart from the cleaners, I'm the only one who's going in there. I go in there at 930 on Tuesday to Friday to pray our prayers and as I sit and pray as I look around at that deserted space I wonder when we will safely be able to offer services there again. I'll say more about that at the end of the service. As I think about the last couple of months I wonder, in all that time, where has God been for you? How have you experienced God in our time of Level 3, Level 4 lockdown, in this time now of Level 2 restrictions, in this time of not being able to gather in our church? How have you experienced God? And I also wonder... What it is that we miss most about church? What is it that we are looking forward to the most about gathering again? You might want to spend a moment reflecting on that. On Thursday we commemorated the Ascension. I was able to put up a reflection on our Paris Facebook and YouTube channel. And I hope some of you have had an opportunity to listen to that. This morning we heard again the story of the Ascension. This this morning we heard the version from Acts. There are a number of versions in the New Testament. In fact, Matthew and, and Mark don't talk about it at all. It doesn't figure in their understanding of the events around Easter. John links the Ascension with the events of the resurrection on easter sunday uh, and his is a different understanding from uh, the writer of luke acts and that writer in his gospel again has the ascension on easter sunday it's only in the book of acts that we find the ascension happening 40 days later and i talk a bit about that in my reflection so it's the acts version that we have Uh, that has been used to establish the church calendar of commemorating the Ascension 40 days after Easter Sunday. As we think about the Ascension, I wonder where we think Jesus has gone. I mean, the obvious answer is to God, and God is in heaven. Well, where's heaven? Where do we think heaven is? Might seem a straightforward question, but I suspect that it's quite an important question in how we read the Bible. A number of years ago, Bette Midler uh, uh, put out a song entitled "God Is Watching Us from a Distance," and I think for many people, Christian and non-Christian, that pretty much summarizes their understanding of where God and where heaven is far away, sitting uh, God sitting there far away sitting in judgment on all the rest of us. And Christianity then becomes uh, the means by which, when we die, we're able to join God in heaven. I've talked quite a bit, some might say too much, over the last eight years about how I understand the gospel writers uh, to be, in their writing of the gospel, To be presenting Jesus to be the way, not to get to heaven, but the way we come to know who God is. In their gospels, they weren't so much interested in writing a biography as a theology. And they used the stories of Jesus' life and ministry. They used the stories of what he said and did. To show how jesus lived god's character and so i didn't sweat the, the details really it didn't really matter whether the ascension was on easter sunday or 40 days later that wasn't the important thing it was the meaning of the event that was important and so they were saying that in his life death and resurrection jesus lived god's compassion and generosity jesus lived god's justice and mercy Jesus lived God's love, and I've said more than once that they wrote their gospels so that future generations would also come to know, would also come to know God in Jesus, in His life, death, and resurrection, and that Jesus didn't just show us God's love, but He also reminded us all that we are created in the image of that divine love. I've talked on a number of occasions about how the Incarnation is God's way of showing humanity, all of us, God's deep and eternal commitment to this world, God's world, and all who live in it. And so rather than being about getting into heaven, this is about God's commitment to this place, and to all people who live in this world. So one of the ways we can understand the ascension is that in that moment that Jesus ascends, all that Jesus lived and taught about God is affirmed by God. It's kind of God's big tick. A++. Listen to this. Jesus has got it right. This is what it's... this this is God's way of saying this is what I'm like and I am deeply committed to this world and if that's true well where is God if God is not far away judging us from a distance where is God I guess the theologically correct answer might be that God is not in any one place in particular and that God is everywhere and in all time and in all space and beyond all. We might say that creation exists within God. God is not far away in heaven sitting in judgment as so often betrayed, but is as close as our breath, inviting us into God's compassion, generosity, justice, mercy, and love. So as I said on Thursday in my reflection, and as I said again in the Pew Sheet theme, in the ascension, the crucified and resurrected Jesus of a particular time and place, the resurrected the crucified and resurrected Jesus of 2,000 years ago in Judea and Galilee, becomes the ascended Christ of all time and all places. So rather than becoming absent from the world, as we sometimes are inclined to think, the ascended Christ in the ascension, the crucified and risen Christ, becomes more present, becomes more active. And continues to invite us into God's love, so that, as the prayer Jesus teaches us, God's will be done on earth as in heaven, might become a reality. And what is God's will? God's will is compassion and generosity, justice and mercy, love. This theme of God's deep and abiding compassion and commitment to this world is what John's Gospel is all about. In fact, John's Gospel from the prologue to the end is about Jesus being the means by which God breaks down the division between this world and the divine. And we can see that very clearly in the passage we read today from John 17. This passage is the very beginning of what is often called Jesus' great high priestly prayer prayer was prayed for his followers and disciples who faced the dark night of Jesus arrest and crucifixion. The future looked bleak. They weren't sure what the future for their movement was. It didn't look good. They weren't sure what the future for their lives were. That didn't look good either. And so in that moment of despair, Jesus offers a deeply passionate and compassionate prayer for what they needed to survive in all that was unfolding around them. They were invited into the love between God the Father and Jesus. They were invited into the love that eternally exists between the Father, source of all being, and the eternal word. They were invited to abide or live in that love. To allow that love to shape them. To shape their relationships with each other. They were invited to live that love in the same way that Jesus lived that love. To be icons of that love for this world and for all who live in it. So here we are in level 2 facing an uncertain few weeks. I sense there is some angst about when we can return to church. And that's fair enough. There are some who are pushing, saying that we need to be able to return now. That we're essential. And it's essential that we can gather. And there are some who would suggest that, well, we're gathering all right, as it is online. Unusually, yes, but still gathering. And that maybe we need to just wait until it's safe. I want to say that whether we gather with each other in church. Or whether we gather with each other online. Or whether we gather with each other on our own in our homes. Through the ascension we know that Christ is present. We don't need to be in church to know that Christ is present. Christ is present wherever we are and whether we are able to meet in church or not whether we can be part of an online service or not the ascended Christ continues to pray for each one of us individually and for us as a community just as Jesus offered that deeply passionate and compassionate prayer for what those disciples in our gospel reading needed to survive all that was happening around them, so too does the ascended Christ offer that same deeply compassionate and passionate prayer for us. Whatever happens, we are held in love. So as we reflect on the ascended Christ present in all times and in all places. Where has God been for you during these last two months? How have you experienced God in level three and four lockdown? And how are you experiencing God in these level two restrictions? One of the commentators I read talked about how the words we use in our prayers and what we pray for reveal who we think God is. And they suggested that in Jesus' prayer in John 17, we can see who John understood Jesus saw God to be. We can see who Jesus knows God the Father to be or at least how John understood that. And in John's gospel, Jesus understood God to be love. And so that understanding of God being love shapes his prayer in John 17. I've talked a lot over the last eight years about who I think God is. I've done it a little bit more today. And that has come out of my reading of the gospels and out of my own life experience, and I guess is shaped in many ways my my calling to be a Franciscan. But I wonder what it is you are praying for now and what that says about who you understand God to be for you. And whether in the midst of this pandemic you are being invited during this time to know God in a new way. And as we think about what it is we most miss about being in church, are there ways we are being invited to be church and to live out our understanding of God in new ways as we wait to be able to gather again in St George's? If you're with others, you might like to pause this now and have a conversation or to have a conversation later on if you're on your own you might like to just stop and have a reflect and reflect on those questions Uh, and if any of you would like to offer a a response to any of that to be published in the parish web we would welcome that as some of you will have already read in the pew sheet at our vestry meeting on wednesday night after a lengthy discussion we decided that we would not open the church again until we are in level one. I know that will be very disappointing for some of you who've been uh, very much looking forward to gathering again in our church with all those who normally come on a Sunday morning. Can I say that this is a decision for now and that we will at our weekly vestry meetings monitor the situation, but we made this decision primarily with the safety of all those who might come in mind. We want to make sure that when we do start our services again, that we can do that safely for everyone. There were also a few practical reasons why we made that decision. And one of those practical reasons was, uh, even if we only have one metre spacing between each person, and there was, although the diocesan guidelines talk about one metre, there was some discussion about whether that should be two metres, Uh, Even at one metre, it was unlikely that we could get more than about 30 people in the church at any one time. And because of the cleaning requirements, we really only want to to offer one service a Sunday in the meantime. And 30, well, 30 is not enough. Our strong suspicion is that more of you will want to come to church than 30 And that means the people at the door would have to turn people away. And we do not want to have to do that. As a leadership, we also were aware that we were the ones that were going to have to uh, enforce the social distancing rules to make sure that people don't touch, stay a metre apart, etc., etc. And again, we don't want to be in that situation of the rule keepers rather than the people welcoming you. There's also practical things like At level two, we really don't think we should be singing and we can't offer morning tea. When we regather as a church, as a church community, we want to be able to have a celebration. And as we looked at the requirements of level two, it really didn't feel like a celebration. So for now, and we will keep monitoring this, our decision is that we will not have church until in church, in church. Uh, until we are in level one. But as I say, we will continue to monitor that as the the guidelines around level two change and as the diocese changes its advice, we may make a different decision in a few weeks or we may go down to level one in a few weeks and that's certainly what most of us are praying for. In the meantime, we need to uh, keep joining together online Uh, It may be that rather than being on your own in your home, you'd like to uh, invite some others to join you, maybe uh, one or two others, and that would be fine. We're allowed to do that at level two. Uh, If you know of people who can't access these services online who might want to join you, please do invite them. Uh, We would invite you to observe the social distancing rules to keep a record of who does come, uh, to make sure that you clean properly afterwards. Uh, And not to be offended if they decide not to come, to play it safe. This is an opportunity for us to continue to find different ways of being church. And rather than seeing this as a disappointment, I invite you to see this as an opportunity to continue to grow in our ways of understanding what it means to be church and to be church at this time. So as we do that, may we remember that whether we are in church, whether we are watching the service online in our homes, or or whether we're praying on our own, the Ascended Christ is still with us, still praying for us, still holding us in love. So let's be safe and wait until we can regather and have a true celebration of what it means to be the body of Christ at this time. God bless you.